0: Investor Schooling is an education company located in Langhorne, Pennsylvania. Investor Schooling, the principals or their employees, are not licensed by any regulatory institution. Phil Falcone and Larry Steinhaus are not registered reps of any investment firm, nor do they sell any securities. Their advice is based on their experiences and the experiences of their students. They are not attorneys or accountants, and before using any of their advice, they suggest you check with your legal or tax professionals. To find out more, go to
1: www.investorschooling.com. This show is previously recorded. Now, let's welcome Larry Steinhaus and Phil Falcone, your hosts for Investor Schooling Live.
2: Good afternoon and welcome to Investor Schooling Live. Coming to you from Investor Schooling Headquarters. I'm Phil Falcone here with my business partner, Larry Steinhouse. We are the founders of Investor Schooling. Get ready to learn real estate investing and stock option investing. Call us with your questions now at 855-939-1137. That's right. We're a live program, so you can call us anytime during the show. Don't even worry about what we're talking about. We love to talk to our listeners So we're always going to grab your call as soon as we can. Investor Schooling is located in Langhorne, Pennsylvania, serving the Philadelphia area in a real brick-and-mortar building. That's correct. We're local guys, accessible to our students a minimum of two nights per week. If you want to learn this business, you want to learn it from people who live it every day. That's us. Yo, Larry, what's happening?
0: What's going on, Phil? I'm so excited, man. We're we're here and and uh, we're just having a good time, man. We we for you guys who didn't weren't listening to. Oh, by the way, we're back to our old time. I don't, do you like the old time better or do you like this time better? Do you like this time better or this Saturday morning better?
2: I like the Saturday morning better, but... Yeah, uh, I think I like the
0: Saturday morning better, too. But our representative can't make that happen for us. I know, it's kind of disappointing that she can't make it happen for us. You would think that with all the things... All the great things we do for this radio station, you would think that they would let us go on, take our time that we want, which is Saturday morning. But well, welcome back, everybody who listens to this time. And uh, sorry if you were confused yesterday morning when we weren't on the air. <laughs> but we're, what's really exciting, if you were listening a couple of weeks ago, you heard that we renovated our office to make it bigger. And it is absolutely beautiful. You guys have to come out and see it. Go to InvestorSchooling.com and you can come out and see it. It's absolutely gorgeous. We're, we're, having, we're having a great time with it. We had another student orientation yesterday. We had like, a, we had not everybody showed up. We still had 14 people in, in the student orientation for February. That's pretty awesome. Well, I had a pretty big crowd at Executec. Oh did you? Yeah. I, I unfortunately I, I couldn't make it. I so Phil did a Phil did something really cool. He did a a tour of Executec Suites. So, Executec Suites is awesome. I mean, if you, you've heard the commercials, you've heard what Phil talks about, and he owns Executec Suites. It's an executive suite center, and they did a tour yesterday, and it was a lot of fun for the students. I, I just couldn't make it because I had to go look at a property in Norristown, which was, which was a three-family three, a three family house. It was an awesome property, actually. Um, so, so I couldn't make it. but. We had a really good time yesterday, didn't we? We had some pizza, and we had some. We had the, the, the uh, student orientation. We had all these students getting really excited. Matter of fact, I could see some people online, some of the people online, are some of the new students, like Colin. Hi, Colin. We're, saying, we're shouting out to Colin. Hi, Colin. I'm so glad you were there yesterday. By the way, we're also on Clubhouse. If you guys want to go on Clubhouse and hear us on Clubhouse, we're on Clubhouse right now. Look me up, Larry Steinhaus. And we're just testing out Clubhouse, and if you're on Clubhouse and you want to raise your hand and speak, go ahead and raise your hand and speak. It's kind of cool. And, of course, you can call in. Oh, my goodness, I'm just I'm just here doing one big commercial for our show right now. You can call in with any questions, 855-939-1137. If you're in your car, 855-939-1137. Even if you're home and you want to call in, at 855-939-1137, we would love to talk to you and find out more about what is happening with you. So, you want to talk about our guest? Sure.
3: Pedro, you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> well, hey, guys. it's I'm a student. Pedro Aquino, first time on the radio. Thank you for inviting me.
0: So, Pedro, you you joined Investor Schooling why? You joined Investor Schooling how long ago? Fourth of July. Fourth of July, really? We we were open Fourth of July to let you to let you uh, to let you join. Is that what happened? It was over Zoom. Oh, it was over Zoom. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, because we do we do classes over Zoom. We do classes in person too. So, Pedro is like one of my favorite students, and mostly because his story is awesome. I remember Pedro sitting. He was sitting in. My office. We were we were doing. Either, it was either a coaching appointment or it was a, when we were presenting the school. I don't remember what it was, and you were telling me about a pain you had. I, I don't know if I if you if you want to bring it up, but you can if you want to. But it was a pain you had. Uh, can can you bring it up or no? I, I don't want to. Yeah, get you it was
3: uh, it was a lower back pain that yeah. stretched out to to my knees from uh, driving and car accidents.
0: Right, and what do you do for work?
3: I'm a biopharmaceutical driver. I'm the guy that delivers and picks up the vaccines and the actual COVID samples. All those diseases and viruses, so
0: so you pick up the you pick up those the, you know the uh, the virus the, you know the vaccines and yeah, you deliver it right yeah and all day long you're in a car
3: yeah and, in the van well not all day long but in and out yeah
0: okay and it's difficult for you of course because of your back right exactly and you came to me and you were you were actually squirming the day because your back was hurting so much you were squirming that day and you were saying I, you, Larry you got to get me out of, out of out of my job you got to get me out of my job now I realize you haven't quit your job yet no not yet but let's talk about how far you've come?
3: Well, it's close. I'm close. I'm just uh, trying to plan it right, but um it could be in, in the next few months or mid-year. But uh, this journey in the school has been a blessing, where it's just uh, I'm on the road to financial freedom.
0: That's awesome, man. Now you, we gave you, we, we delivered the big check the other day. What did the big check say?
3: Forty-two thousand.
0: So how did you make forty-two thousand dollars with investor schooling?
3: Investing in uh, stock options. That's awesome, man. As you can see in my hat, it says, it says I, I got, got options.
0: I like, That's so awesome. This says, I got options. That's really cool. Yeah, so, that's... Yeah, okay. so you invested in stock options, and you made a lot of money. Now, let me ask you a question, okay? Do you think that was luck, or, or did you actually think that what we taught you was good advice? That was
3: a formula that I uh, actually worked into, because you taught me, and it, and it speaks for itself. I just had to put in the work, and I just had to invest and follow the rules, and it all worked out.
0: That's awesome, man. So uh, what what plays you in right now? Let's talk about that.
3: Well, I'm in Merck and Costco's.
0: Merck and Costco. So are those your six? Yes. All right, cool. So yeah, so Merck was a good play. We we we, we actually texted that play out a couple of weeks. Actually, actually, this is interesting. So Pedro, we were a mastermind one day, and Pedro asked me to analyze Merck, the Merck chart. And I analyzed it, and I said this was a great stock options play. And then it's funny because I texted it out the next day to all the students, and I think half the students are in it. Are, are you in it, Phil?
2: I was in it.
0: Okay. I, you- made, I made some
2: money off of it, and I got out
0: quick. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, so a bunch of us are in it, and also Costco isn't one that I'm in, but I know it's one that you're following. I know a couple of other students are in Now, that's, that's actually not doing so well right now, right, right now, is it?
3: Yeah, but hopefully it picks up this week because it got earnings on the 4th.
0: Yeah, exactly. And we're on Zoom, Phil, right? You and I are on Zoom. Yeah,
3: sometimes earnings doesn't always save your butt.
0: Yeah, I know, and, and that's exactly right. Is sometimes you know we have these rules, and the rules are made so that sometimes uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. If you have to hold it over earnings, but it's that's the emergency. That's like the emergency parachute is is the earnings because we uh, we we tell you to sell them before earnings come. So. Well, I, li-
2: I like the philosophy of looking at a chart and seeing that there's lots of upside potential on a particular stock. And then combining that play with also an earnings opportunity. So, and, and but if you follow the rules, every every single play is an earnings play.
0: Yeah, it's actually it's actually true. Actually, everything that we do, it's exactly right. It actually does work out, and most of the time we're, we're making money. It's, it's rare that we lose money in an options play, but it happens. It obviously has to happen because if it if it didn't happen, Phil and I would just be on an island somewhere owning the island, right? <laughs>
2: I'd have my own island, though. Yeah, I could have the one next to me.
0: See, there he goes again. He's always insulting me, Pedro. What do you think of that? I think it's a perfect relationship. You think it's a perfect relationship that he insults me? Yeah. Somebody's got to do it. Throw this guy out. He's he's telling telling you to insult me? All right, wait. So now I have the ultimate question for you, which we ask everybody. Who's funnier, Phil or I? You are, Larry. See? Phil scares me. (laughs) That's why I wouldn't throw him out. Okay, how could Phil scare you? Uh I hear
3: rumor he's a ma- mafioso shyster. No no
0: no he's not a. he's not a rumor. he's not a mafioso shyster. What? He actually is just sounds like a mafioso shyster, right? So uh He
1: sounds like a Mafioso shyster.
0: There you go. Let's
2: go back a few years. <laughs> this guy on the other side of the table over here, he was working a job.
0: Yes, and I was. I
2: think I told him for like a, at least a year, yep. maybe two to quit your job and you'll be much more successful. You'll make more money, you'll That's be happier. Exactly right. And tell him what happened.
0: So I actually didn't quit my job. I actually got fired. But but that was a good thing. Uh, I was a, actually it was the funniest thing when I got fired. I actually shook my boss's hand and actually I actually said thank you. Because I didn't have to make the decision. I actually was about to make the decision. I think he knew. So I so I shook his hand said thank you, came back to Phil I said, "All right. Let's go." And sure enough, uh, in six months, I was making as much money. Uh, the next year, I think I doubled it. And actually, last year, I think I made four times or more how much money I was making. I was making six figures, so it was pretty. It was a pretty good job. Hmm. And that's what you're going to be doing, Pedro. You're going to be making six figures soon with stock options on real estate. Are you doing anything in real estate at all?
3: No, not yet. Okay. But you read my mind. I, I, I'm, I'm almost going to be, you know, before the year ends, I'm going to be in six-figure club.
0: No, I, I'm looking forward to it. As a matter of fact, we're going to have to big, put up a... Actually, this is what we need. We need a six-figure club. You see that, Pedro? You just gave us another great idea. That's why you're on the radio. We need a six-figure club in, uh, in, in investor schooling. What well, do you if think? If you want
2: to be in a six-figure club, all we have to do is talk about these topics I wrote down because every one of them will be great tips and tricks for becoming a successful man.
0: So are you trying to say that we, we went off the show so far that we, you have to bring us back in?
2: Well, at some point we should actually go over the script. Yes.
0: A script. Oh, don't tell anybody we're scripted. That's terrible. Uh-huh. Okay. Then I'll just read it. How about that? Okay.
2: Some of the topics we're going to be talking about today. You make money when you buy. We're talking about real estate here. You make money when you buy real estate. If you're not making money when you buy real estate, then you're probably not probably not buying something that's worth buying. Okay? Another thing we're going to talk about today is being countercyclical. again, talking about real estate. It's, it's, it takes a lot of fortitude to, um, to go against the grain. When things are going bad, to go in and buy. But that's exactly what we do in stock options and that's exactly what we do in real estate. And in 2012, I went down to Florida and started buying when the market was totally being destroyed back then. So that's something we can talk about. I also want to talk about, are short sales dead? I think they are. And I'll tell you why when we talk about it. Uh, Facebook, one of our favorite stocks to invest in. Uh, In about eight weeks, it'll be earnings. And uh, there's already been many buying opportunities. Yes, there has. I want to talk a little bit about Facebook. And uh, normally, we're not in it as heavily as we are, as early as we are. But what are you supposed to do when the stock goes down? You gotta grab it. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, How about another real estate uh, rule from Mr. Trump and the Trump card, what he calls the Trump card from his book, The Art of the Deal, written in 1985. Enhance your location and never pay too much. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that, ways you can enhance a location. And then at the end of the show, our most important segment, we're going to talk about something that can actually make you money on Monday morning, and that is the stock option. Sultan's going to be with us, and he's going to give us his picks of the week. And uh, we also had a question emailed in. Is chart reading really how you guys make picks? I don't know what wise guy sent that question in. It was probably Pedro. Yeah. No way. Sounds like something Pedro would say.
3: I follow the rules. The trend is your friend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Do we want to go to commercial first and come back? Whatever makes you, uh, your boat float. Let's do it, John. Send us out.
2: Hi, I'm Phil Falcone from Investorschooling.com. I'm inviting you to a complimentary class in Langhorne this Thursday night at 7 p.m. I will teach you how to buy ugly houses and make them beautiful. As a bonus, we will also teach you stock option investing. So get your butt to this meeting, 7 p.m. this Thursday night, Langhorne.
0: Investorschooling.com Hey everybody, it's Larry Sinus from Investorschooling.com You heard my partner Phil Falcone tell you why you should be there this Thursday night to learn about real estate investing and learn about stock options trading. We're telling you right now, you will make more money than you've ever made in your entire life if you learn these two skills. Be there this Thursday night at seven o'clock in our Langhorne headquarters. Go to investorschooling.com. Pull over right now, take out your phone and go to investorschooling.com. RSVP right now, investorschooling.com. See you Thursday.
2: I'm Phil Falcone from Executech Suites. I got a question for you. What do you get for $4.95 a month at Executex Suites? You get an office big enough for one person. You get the furniture in that office. You get the telephone on the desk. You get the telephone number. You get the fax number. You get the internet. You get two full-time receptionists to answer the phone in the name of your company and patch the calls to you, whether you're in the office, in your car, or at home sleeping on a couch. You get the conference rooms. You get the mailboxes. You get the printer, the copy, the scanner. You get the janitorial service, the utilities, and free coffee. I know it's hard to believe that you could get all those things for $495 a month, but it's true. 67 Buck Road in Huntington Valley. Executex Suites. Give us a call 215-942-7701 215-942-7701
0: Hey, everybody, it's Larry Sinus from InvestorSchooling.com. And I'm Phil Falcone from InvestorSchooling.com. Hey, what are we going to teach him this Thursday night, Phil? We're going to teach you how
2: to invest in real estate so you can build a basis to get rich.
0: And I promise I'm going to teach you stock options. So go to InvestorSchooling.com and RSVP right now. Right, Phil?
2: We've been in this business for 30 years. We have amazing amounts of information to share with you. Get your butt to this meeting this Thursday night in Langhorn.
0: InvestorSchooling.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to Investor Schooling Live.
2: Why don't we get started with the first topic?
0: All right, you do that, Phil. Let's do it. Okay, you make money when you buy. What kind of statement is that? What do you mean you make money when you buy? I don't get a check until I sell. Okay,
2: so let's just say that um, you can make huge profits when you're buying well. What do I mean by buying well? Well, let's say you find a house that uh, it's a $240,000 home but you were able to purchase it for 165,000. That would be a killer deal. You just made yourself $75,000 in tax-free money because you basically just, the equity is 75,000. So you don't really, you, do you have $75,000 in actual cash? No, you don't have a suitcase full of 75 grand, but do you have an asset that has 75,000 in it? Absolutely you do. Buying well, buying right, buying correctly. That's one of the most important things in real estate, okay? It, it won't be in cash, but it'll be in your net worth nonetheless, okay? So it takes a long time to earn and save $75,000 from a job. It could take some people five years to do that. In real estate, you can you can have that happen in one transaction.
0: But so actually, you know, we have a brand new student on the phone who's a Who's going to talk to us? His name is Colin. He literally joined yesterday, or Friday, I think it was. Hey, Colin, what's going on, man? Hey, Colin. Colin. Oh, hey, can you hear me? We can hear you, man. You got to lower your radio or and or your Facebook, whatever you got playing in the back.
1: Yeah, sorry, I was I was watching both of you guys.
0: All can right, cool. What's up, man? What do you want to say?
1: Oh, I'm I'm so for one, I wanted to ask you um, if there's any way that you could add me onto the stock options Sultan um, the the message list. Really? You, um, you you were call, speaking you're about it for that
0: question on, on, on the radio? Uh, I thought so, he came next ask me so, That's so, just so one here.
1: question.
0: So you actually you actually already yeah, are. Please. So as soon as you become a student, you get added to the text message list, and you are actually already on it. Isn't that cool? Awesome. So we, oh, what we do them. and what, okay, Colin's, cool. what Colin's talking about is the stock option consultant sends our texts, uh, you know, occasionally, I would say you know, at least twice a week maybe. What do you think, Pedro, twice a week? Yeah, yeah. At least twice a week, I've Personally. got some picks that that the stock option something's about to make or season the uh season the charts and sends it out. So as soon as you become a student, you get those picks. I'll, I'll tell you what, that's worth the price of the uh, of, of the course alone. I mean, I've had people oh, yeah, 15, entire- twenty thousand on on those on those uh, texts. Hmm. All right, Colin. So what, what do you think your experience is so far? You you uh you attended you attended the um, orientation yesterday. What did you think of orientation?
1: Oh my goodness! I am I'm more. I would have, I'm about as excited as I was when my 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 son was first born. And actually, he was born today last year. And this is about the same about same amount of excitement that I have from my son being born to starting this class. I am, I'm so ready to dive head first into this <laughs> and and make as much money as I can. That's
0: awesome. And man. and you guys, nice I'm
1: just so glad I have you guys here.
0: We're gonna make you we're gonna make you part of the six figure club that we just that's we're actually gonna call a Pedro's six figure club.
1: Mm. okay perfect i'm i'm more than happy to be in like oh yeah
0: so colin
2: also came on the tour of executech suites and you know so you you can look at that building and you know i didn't mention this yesterday we were talking about a lot of specifics of the building but that building has about a million dollars in equity in it easy and can you just imagine that one day that's going to be you, Colin? You're going to own a building, and you're going to have a million dollars in equity in one building alone. And, and keep in mind, I own a lot more than one building. So this is a great, oh, yeah, great business. And just uh, I, I often tell people we have a $9,500 a month mortgage there and a mortgage payment, $9,500 a month. I think it's paid off in like seven years in seven years, my my income stream goes up about $120,000 a year.
0: That's nothing.
2: That's a nice little pop for, I know. Not that's fantastic, anything, I know. for not having to do anything <laughs> else. Right? You know, I could basically live in Florida and just collect a, um, whatever profit I'm getting from the building plus the 9500 a month that I don't have to pay anymore. Yeah, absolutely. So I might awesome. be get I might be getting $15,000 a month checks sent to me in Florida. Guys,
1: you guys lead your legacy. You guys are great people. Thank and you, man. Everybody else that's on the live right now, I'm telling you, dive into this headstrong because these men right here really want to help us all out.
0: Oh man, that's a, that's nice, man. I really appreciate that.
3: And, Colin, welcome to I the appreciate school as a new student, by the way.
0: There you go, well, man. Cool.
1: I'll see you guys tomorrow, and, tomorrow and you night. guys yep, have a great day. Man. I'm going to continue watching your...
0: Sounds right great, man. You. Thanks oh, so
1: guys much. You are there for the Monday, past the mind
0: right? Yep, absolutely. We'll see you tomorrow night.
2: All right, so All right, why I don't we go
0: to the next topic? All right, man. Take care, Colin.
2: All right, so the next topic is be counter-cyclical, okay? So often it takes a lot of guts to do the opposite of what everyone else is doing, right? And that's what it means to be counter-cyclical, okay? You have got to have the guts to realize, okay, so for, I'll give you an example. In 2012, for years I was thinking about going to Florida. I hate the cold, I got family that lives in Florida. I love the beach, I'm like a beach person. I can go on a beach and just hang out there all day long. Not everybody feels that way about the beach, but I do, okay? My family has a uh, place in North Wildwood that I can go to anytime. and I also wanted to have one in Florida. And in 2012, I went down to Florida, Uh, 2008, the market crashed. It would have been much better if I had gone in 2010. When I went in 2012, my timing was still pretty good, but it would have been even better. I think if I'd gone in 2010, I probably would have at least an extra million to show for my efforts. I went down there and I started buying everything I could possibly buy in 2012. In Florida and I bought in the Sarasota area and Siesta Key area if anybody knows anything about beaches Siesta Key has a number one rated beach in the United States usually it's on the top of the list every five years or so and they rotate a few other names in there so you know we do the same thing with stock options let's just say that Facebook is getting beat up really bad and the price drops What do we do, Larry? We buy, buy,
0: buy, 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 buy. So when it's down, we buy it. Absolutely. When it's up. We sell it. Absolutely. How about that? How about that? And and sometimes it's difficult because we buy it when it's down and it goes down more. And then guess what we do? What do we do? We buy more. So Florida, when I went
2: down there in 2012, Florida had been going, real estate values were going down, 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 Right. And the very first month that they had an increase in real estate prices and real estate sales was the month I went to Florida in 2012. I forget what month it was. It was like February or something. And and a realtor down there told me, well, your time is pretty good because the market just bounced and is now on the upward trend for the first time in four years, ever since 2008. Okay? So... Being counter-cyclical, having the guts, you know, it takes a lot of fortitude to go against the grain, like I said. And yet, to do it, to do well in property, you must cultivate the stamina to do exactly that. Go when the market is depressed. Somebody once said, uh, when there's blood in the streets. I don't know if I like that saying too much. People don't have to die for me to buy their real estate. <laughs> but But the point is... When things are really bad in real estate, that's when you have to get into it. You have to have the guts to take whatever funds you have and borrow more and go out and buy properties. Here's a quick tip before we get off this topic. In 1980 in New Zealand, interest rates in 1980 were 27%. Okay? And think about this. The smart investors went out and borrowed money at 27%. And yep. why did they do that? Because they knew that the rates would drop. There were no way the rates were going to stay that insanely high. Okay. I don't, I was just 15 years old in 1980. I don't really know why they were so high in New Zealand. I never lived there. They were there. pretty
0: high here, too, in 1980.
2: Uh, yeah. I remember getting a, a, yeah. my very first property I bought in 89. My interest rate was 12.5%. And, and, people and were was saying, a good deal.
0: people were saying, yeah, you know, got a right, great exactly. deal. It was amazing. Nowadays. Right? People, it's, it's like, yeah, oh, you know, well, you think, I should, you think I, I should get the loan for 3%? Because this guy's like you know, 3.5%. I'm like, what are you kidding me? So what do you
2: think happened to those investors? I'll tell you what I think happened to them. The smart investors knew the rates would drop. And what would happen if the rates dropped from 27% down to 12 The property values would soar. Of course, soar like crazy because now when it drops to twelve, everybody goes crazy, buying everything they can. Right? Just an example of being counter cyclical.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, that brings me to your next topic, though. I know you had something in there with short sales. So, so that kind of like kind of goes into this topic, doesn't it?
2: I suppose it, it does. I mean. What's happening today is the market, the real estate market is so hot because of all of the uh, lack of inventory that we have out there. Look, I just rented this property for twenty four hundred dollars yeah. a month. How did I get away with that? Because nothing else is available. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. I knew it, so I just, I just pumped the numbers up like crazy. Yeah.
0: I love the fact that my ten- some of my tenants are threatening to leave right now. And do you want to know like, what mathematical
2: do. equation I used to come up with the twenty four hundred? I just pushed the numbers like to a point where I yeah. figured, why not, you know, right? why, the, why the heck not? Let's see yeah, if I can get I, away I, with I've it. I've been
0: doing it for the last two years. I've been raising right. my rents to numbers that no one's ever rented for. And it's funny because real estate agents are calling me up. and Because I'll list it also in real estate and they'll, they'll, on, on the MLS. And they'll say, you know, they're going for 1500 in this neighborhood. Why are you listing it for 1750 And I say, because I'm going to get it.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that's the answer. And I do. I get it.
2: So I'll just be quick with the short sales one. I mean, I think short sales are dead because here's what's happening. I, I had about 10 of them under contract. Mm-hmm. I was working with a short sales negotiator, and um, only one of them really went through where I made any real money. All the rest of them, what's happening is the banks are... Here's a perfect example. I got a guy in a who has a house. He owes $250,000 on it. The bank has decided to short it for 325000
0: Wait, how much is he you, you heard own? me correctly. How much does he owe? He owes two hundred fifty thousand. And they're gonna short it for three twenty five? Correct. Why doesn't the guy just sell it himself for three twenty five? Okay,
2: because it still doesn't make sense. So if I bought his property straight up for two hundred fifty thousand dollars from him directly and a right. heck with the short sales company, a heck with the bank, right? Yeah. I still have to put like a hundred thousand dollars into the house, and it's a neighborhood that's worth about four hundred grand. So it doesn't. There's not enough meat on the bone for no,
0: me. No, I, I get it. But if the bank is going to hold out at three twenty-five, why didn't the guy just list it for three hundred, and maybe he'll get twenty-five thousand dollars to walk away from the property?
2: Maybe he will. But uh, you know, th- at this point, I'm. I'm. The discussion is about short sales are dead because <laughs> the banks. <laughs> Because the okay. banks, you're trying to solve the problem of yeah, what right. this guy that's should do. That's all you ever
0: do is try to solve the problem. Exactly right. right.
2: <laughs> but what I'm telling you is short sales are dead. Yeah. Because the banks are actually not even willing to sell it for what's owed on. Right. So not only are they not shorting it, they're actually increasing yeah, the Yeah, that's price, insane. And which, which is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So you, know, so
2: you don't need them. You're just wasting your time even trying to do one.
0: Right. So for you guys who don't know what a short sale is, basically somebody owes whatever. Let's say they owe 200000 on a property. Probably is worth one fifty. The bank will sell it to an investor for 150, and they'll let the the original seller free. In other words, they won't the seller won't owe the fifty thousand. So that's what a short sale is. And, and and there were quite a few of them. But do you think they're going to come back in about three years?
2: Uh, I don't, I think that there's going to be an awful lot of foreclosures in the next couple of years. Yeah. There just absolutely has to be. Philadelphia has a moratorium on evictions, and I don't think that—I don't even know when that's going to be released. Is it ever going to be released? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. So uh, I heard that Biden made it national, but, you know, I don't pay any attention to— Anything he says. —what they're saying right now. I got it. So I really don't know. Here's what I could tell you, that restaurants— are coming across my plate constantly. I'm getting yes. emailed opportunities to buy restaurants. I have no interest in buying a restaurant. I think
0: it's an incredible business to get in right now. A okay. restaurant would be the greatest business to get into right now.
2: And it probably
0: would be the death of you. Well, I, first of all, I, I have no interest in being in a restaurant. But You're somebody... really good
2: at eating at restaurants. I've done that with you. What are you trying to say, man? I'm trying to say that you and I are
0: good at going to restaurants and ordering. Oh, I thought you were trying to say like, you know, I'm getting fat again.
2: No, I'm not i kind of
3: back Phil on this one. I would listen to Phil about this one. <laughs>
0: Listen to you. I don't think you understand what I'm trying to say. But listen to me. Pa- Man, you know, you bring in your student and they, they get this attitude. What do you think's funnier? Well, you Phil or radio, Pedro? Man, you what the heck?
2: Ones, you think you're <laughs>
0: <laughs> what I'm trying to say, I would. I have no interest in a restaurant. But if somebody has an interest in a restaurant, like they always wanted to open up a restaurant, now is the time. They can get restaurants. They can get the restaurant leases for cheap. By the time they build the thing out, fit, fit the thing out, um, COVID will be more gone I keep saying it'll be gone. It never seems to freaking go away, but it'll be more gone. And then, and then uh, when they open up, they'll be one of the few restaurants that are still open because most, a lot of restaurants are closing. We have restaurants near us. They're just closing, 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 and we, we can't even go to them anymore.
2: So so if you think about it, you got the commercial real estate world falling apart due to businesses being suppressed by the politicians. And then in addition to that, you've got the residential real estate market, which is being suppressed greatly by the inability to evict their tenants. Yeah. So residential and commercial are bound to become major opportunities. When? I'd say it's probably going to take until 2022, especially if they extend even further the sure. moratorium on evictions.
0: And here's the other thing, the the um you know being able to put off your mortgage payments for 3 months, the people who had to do it fine, that's one thing. But the people who didn't have to do it, who did it are going to get used to not making payments for three or four months, and they're going to change their budget really fast, and they're going to realize that that was a big mistake, and they have to go back to that budget. All of a sudden, technically, they weren't paying rent. Now they are paying rent. You know, not rent, but their mortgage, and it's it's going to be a disaster for some people. They're not going to be able to to swing back, and and that I, I feel really bad for those people. I already know ones.
2: some uh, people who are very close to me who have made that mistake.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Yes. Yeah. And it's and it's sad. I mean, like, you know, I took over a bunch of mortgages, mortgage payments from people, and every single one of them gave me the option to do it. I absolutely refused to do it. I didn't want to hurt myself or the credit of the people that I took over their mortgage payments from that would be it would just be disastrous and i'm waiting to see what happens that i think will bring us that i think will bring us um more deals by the way if you want to call in 855-939-1137 you can talk to myself you can talk to phil and you can even talk to pedro pedro what do you have to say man
3: hey phil i got a question for you with this uh new bill or this uh new thing where they're trying to push uh up the minimum wage don't you think that's going to affect the businesses a lot more if you're trying to get into a business now
2: well look I'm a conservative, and I pretty much go along with the uh, belief that most conservatives have that uh, young people end up for example working at fast food restaurants right and maybe they're making seven eight nine ten bucks an hour I don't know what they're making all right i I haven't I, I haven't I worked in a diner when I was a kid and I used to make three dollars an hour and I was I was pretty happy with that. You know, but that was a long time ago. That was like nineteen eighty two or something. But um what I'm what I'm told is is that restaurants that would have to pay fifteen dollars an hour, they're gonna find other ways, instead of hiring people, yeah, they're gonna exactly. find other ways to get around that because mm-hmm. that's just too expensive and their businesses that would would take a dramatic cut out of their profits. So it's probably a bad idea. I don't claim to be an expert on that topic, but it's probably a bad idea for the government to be regulating what people make why should the government do that We're the free market is the free market if I open up a business I should be able to pay people whatever I want to pay them and if I can if I can't find people to work for the number I want to pay them then I may be forced to raise it yep. but it should never be regulated by the government in my opinion
0: yeah I, I totally agree but at the same time hey we're landlords you want to raise your you want to raise your minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour. Guess what happens to my rent? It's it automatically goes up because cool. when you start yeah when you start when you start renting properties for twenty four hundred dollars that rented eighteen hundred dollars two years ago, it's because minimum wage is rising rising and because people are making more money, and when people make more money we make more money. So look, I hate to say it, but I believe Democrats are the greatest capitalists there are because they know how to make make themselves make more money. By changing laws, and it, it's funny because Republicans like you and I, or even Pedro, I assume you're a Republican because I voted big, for Trump. Yeah, you're a big Trump fan. I, I saw that. So we we all we all sit there and we we all get angry that they're doing this stuff. But I actually came to to uh, learn how to enjoy it and embrace it. I mean, I embraced Obamacare. I actually said it was the greatest thing that's ever happened to a very small you know a small businessman like one or two operation Kai It's the greatest thing. Of, of course, Obamacare has been taken out of pennsylvania because governor wolf decided to take it out of pennsylvania mm-hmm. the democrat took it out of pennsylvania i know i'm going for it on a tangent but it amazes me that the democrat took it away not the republican took it away but anyway so that those are the things that i learned to embrace and you know uh you know uh biden's going to change the the tax advantages to some of the real estate what mm-hmm. we need to do is we need to change our strategy and we get we get them back and that's what we've been talking about a couple a couple of episodes ago why
2: don't we take a minute and uh three of us talk about
0: facebook all right, you okay. want to talk about Facebook stock? Okay, we right. could do that. All right. So you start, Phil, since you brought it up.
2: Okay, so right now I would just point out that Facebook is at $257 a Which is share, insane. Right? And we're about eight weeks away from earnings. Yeah. I
0: mean, to me, it's a screaming buy. Absolutely, it's a screaming buy. It's a it's 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 such a great play at this price. Anything below <laughs> two sixty is a great play. And if it goes below two fifty, buy, 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 buy more, 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 more. So we had, you know, so one of the things that I do privately i do a, a stock options day trading mastermind and we made a ton of money on this on friday we just played it from 8 to 10 8 to 10 8 to 10 all day long and we made a ton of money on this it was kind of fun it was lot, it was a lot of fun just uh, you know one day we don't teach day trading at investor schooling it's something i do on my own but it's kind of fun to have made some money on that uh, on on friday just the, the move i mean it was up it was up 10 points at one point and ended the day up only 3 points it was incredible same thing with um, apple apple was up uh, 3 or 4 points and it ended the day. I think it, ended, it may have even ended the day at negative. I think I don't remember. Uh, let me let me just double check. Yeah,
2: there's been a lot of volatility.
0: Lately. Yeah, it ended up twenty cents, twenty seven cents up. It ended up. Right, right. Yeah, it's been some crazy, some craziness, and unfortunately, oh yeah, we've been. I've been hit hard with JNUG.
3: Oh, don't mention JNUG, I please. Know.
0: Well, dude, you you Ugh. you own a. Ugh
2: thousands of shares. Of I
0: know. I'm, I'm controlling... I I'm really am. I'm controlling something like 4,000, 5,000 shares of Nug, and every dollar it moves is like $15,000 for me. Right. And the other day, it moved six points. I mean, that's a lot of money.
2: So when I was in Florida, I, you know, wake up in the morning and I'm looking at the stocks that I particularly trade, and I saw JNUG, and I said, man, this is a screaming buy. I got to buy yeah. this. And then... Uh, the volatility of it just was scaring the heck out of yeah. me, and uh, I found myself in a position where I was down about five grand, and I said, "You know something, I'm taking the loss, and I'm just cutting yeah. my and I'm getting out
0: of it." So uh, I'm actually considering on um, tomorrow. Uh, now, you know, we have certain rules we play with. Well, one is don't sell in a down day. And if it's even if it's down tomorrow, I think I'm just going to dump it and I'm going to take the loss. It's going to be a big hit for me. It'll probably be a hundred grand hit for me. Ooh. But but at the same time, you know, I'm way ahead. It's okay. Oh. Don't feel sorry for me, Pedro.
3: <laughs> I mean, you can always give it to me if you well, want to throw out money like that. I, I ain't throwing away <laughs> I'll money. I'll put good
0: use to it. I, I'm preserving money, actually. So, with a play like that, I'm preserving money because, you know, I, if I let it ride and I'm wrong. I'll lose another 50-60. So I'd rather keep the 50-60 and take the 50-60 and turn that and try to recover the 100. Where if I lose the 50-60, it's harder for me to recover the 100. So sometimes you got to make that decision. And this is one of those times where it just went, the play just really, really went bad. Everything in the rules said it was it was a good play and it just turned out to be a really bad play. And that's unfortunate. But it's going to happen every once in a while. I mean, you guys understand that. We're teaching, we're teaching you how to invest in stock op- options. We have a set of rules that... That help mitigate the risk. It doesn't mean there isn't any risk. It means you help mitigate the risk. But understand that I'm up since the beginning of the year. I'm up almost two a thousand dollars since the beginning of the year. If I have to take that hit, I'm still up hundred thousand dollars since the beginning of the year. And I don't. I don't even think it's hundred thousand dollar loss. I think it's less. But it's still pretty bad. So, so it's uh, one of those things where it is what it is. Look, we talk. We talk frankly on this show. We make money. We tell you how we make money. We lose money. We tell you we lose money. In fact, if you come to Investor Schooling. Go to InvestorSchooling.com. You can sign up for a free class, and I'll tell you what. I will show you my account, right, Pedro? Do I show you my account every week?
3: Oh, I get jealous all the time. Motivates me to, to do more moves.
0: There you go. And you will see when I'm up. You'll see when I'm down. You'll see what's going on. You will you will actually ask questions about my account, why I made certain plays, because I'm going to show you full disclosure, because, look, if I have a bad day, I'm going to have a bad day. I'm going to tell you if it's a bad day. If it's a bad trade, I'm going to show you it was a, a bad trade, because here's the reality. The reality is stock options have risk but when we play with our rules we mitigate the risk and that way you uh, tend to make money if you don't lose money right exactly you like it exactly it's working out for pedro man if it's working out for pedro it's working out it could work out for anybody
3: it took me five months to make forty-two thousand.
0: you that's not bad man
3: in december i took a break did you really yeah
0: i was enjoying that money
3: what'd you do with it i bought gold i bought silver i bought presents oh,
0: beautiful i paid off some bills beautiful so that's another thing that we teach you to do we teach you to buy gold and we teach you to buy silver <laughs> and what we do is we say that if you're up a lot like pedro is take some money off the table you know like you he said he, he bought some presents he bought some gold and silver which is nice long-term investment did you go on vacation with it Well, oh, you can't go on vacation because of covid yeah i got it
3: i canceled. i was supposed to go on vacation in december and i was supposed to buy property in uh dominican republic but Covid ruined it for me.
0: Oh yeah, okay, there you go. So yeah, so what we do is we tell you to take some stuff off the table because you know, like you, you never know, you you could have a bad play and then you know, and then you're you're in trouble. So we take tell you to take it off the table. Well, all right, Phil. So Facebook definitely, definitely, definitely a play. I love it. I think it goes into June, and I don't think I don't think it's highly likely you're going to make a lot of money on this play. I'm I mean, thinking I, of getting uh, back
3: in. I'd say
2: that looking at <clears throat> the number it's at right now, you got a thirty percent. You got 30-point pop coming, probably.
0: Cool. Excellent. All right, so if anybody wants to call in, they have a question about a stock option or real estate or anything, 855 939-1137, 855- 939-1137 939-1137, 855- 939-1137 and we will talk to you more that Why don't we go to a commercial and let people call? 855- 939-1137. Alright, take us out, John.
2: Hi, I'm Phil Falcone from InvestorSchooling.com. I'm inviting you to a complimentary class in Langhorne this Thursday night at 7pm. I will teach you how to buy ugly houses and make them beautiful. As a bonus, we will also teach you stock option investing. So Get your butt to this meeting 7pm this Thursday night Langhorn
0: Investorschooling.com Hey everybody, it's Larry Sinus from Investorschooling.com. You heard my partner Phil Falcone tell you why you should be there this Thursday night to learn about real estate investing and learn about stock options trading. We're telling you right now you will make more money than you've ever made in your entire life if you learn these two skills. Be there this Thursday night at 7 o'clock in our Langhorne headquarters. Go to Investorschooling.com. Pull over right now, take out your phone and go to Investorschooling.com. Investorschooling.com. RSVP right now. Investorschooling.com. See you Thursday.
2: I'm Phil Falcone from Executech Suites. I got a question for you. What do you get for $4.95 a month at Executech Suites? You get an office big enough for one person. You get the furniture in that office. You get the telephone on the desk. You get the telephone number. You get the fax number. You get the internet. You get two full-time receptionists to answer the phone in the name of your company and patch the calls to you, whether you're in the office, in your car, or at home sleeping on a couch. You get the conference rooms. You get the mailboxes. You get the printer, the copy, the scanner. You get the janitorial service, the utilities, and free coffee. I know it's hard to believe that you could get all those things for $495 a month, but it's true. 67 Buck Road in Huntington Valley, Executech Suites. Give us a call 215-942-7701, 215-942-7701.
0: Hey, everybody, it's Larry Sinus from Investorschooling.com. And I'm Phil Falcone from Investorschooling.com. Hey, what are we going to teach him
2: this Thursday night, Phil? We're going to teach you how to invest in real estate so you can build a basis to get rich.
0: And I promise I'm going to teach you stock options. So go to Investorschooling.com and RSVP right now. Right, Phil? We've been in this business for 30 years. We
2: have amazing amounts of information to share with you. Get your butt to this meeting this
0: Thursday night in Langhorn. Investorschooling.com. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to Investor Schooling Live. That's better, John. That's what you're supposed to do. He's supposed to fade the music out. I like it much better. Welcome back to Investor Schooling Live. I'm here with my business partner, Phil Falcone, and a special student, Pedro Aquino. And we are having an awesome time talking about stock options, real estate. It's a shame that we only have 13 minutes left of the show, isn't it?
2: Damn, damn well, Let's shame. get on with
0: it. I hate that man. So the I,
2: real question is, Larry, are you going to buy a restaurant?
0: I am not going to buy a restaurant. That's not my thing. I'm just not into restaurants, so it's, so it's not my thing. But if you, um, what I said, and what I said before is, if if you ever wanted to buy a restaurant, now is the time. Yeah. You will be you will be really happy you bought a restaurant if you want to buy a restaurant. I
2: can tell you one good thing about COVID, right? When COVID came in March, I I couldn't help but notice. I started looking at my bank accounts, and I'm like, geez, I'm a really good money manager, but the real reason was i wasn't spending 5 exactly, grand a month right, eating right, right. and 5 grand a month drinking
0: i know i mean you know you know Lynn <laughs> you know, and i we go on cruises every year we go on five cruises a year seven cruises a year whatever it is we didn't go on any cruises i didn't have to spend any money on airline tickets i didn't have to i mean typically cruises cost me 5 7000 dollars um you know and then that's not even including spending money while i'm there sure. so yeah same thing i got all this money i got nothing i don't know even know what to do with it So, you know, so all I do is put more money into stock options and made more money. So it's actually been one of the greatest financial years in a long, long time or in my life. I'm not even sure which, but it was a great, it was a great year. But if you have any questions out there, 855-939-1137, 855-939-1137. We'd love to talk to you. 855-939-1137. All right, Phil.
2: All right. So let me ask you guys some questions. Sure. Okay. Uh, The Art of the Deal, written in 1985 by Donald Trump, okay? One of his rules is enhance your location. Have either of you guys bought a property and enhanced the
0: location? Not yet. When you say enhance the location, I'm not sure if I understand what that means.
2: Okay, well, make the property better. Oh, maybe, okay.
0: oh every single property I've ever bought, I made the property better. Okay, I know you do that. So, tell us
2: about some of the things that you would normally do to a
0: property. What's your philosophy? So, this is a, it's a very, a very interesting question because this actually came up yesterday when I was looking at this Northtown, Northtown property with, a, with a, an investor friend of mine. You know, he was renovating the property, and, you know, I literally went through it. And I said, you know you should change the doors it's six panel doors it's it's old doors change the doors to six panel doors make it look nicer and i've actually had this argument with some of my property managers where they say you're over renovating your property i'm like, no 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 i'm not over renovating my property i want the properties to look gorgeous pedro you you saw you saw what we did in investor schooling We, we 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 changed the wall we took the wall down what does the place look like now
3: it's a lot more spacious you can fit a lot more students yeah
0: but besides that what's is it, is it clean is it neat you know does it look like does it look like something that we could be proud of
3: definitely definitely i was i was amazed when i came back and i seen I was, oh you make some good changes here
0: yeah, and and that's how I, that's how how I renovate properties. I, I know you do the same thing though, Phil. But I, that's how I renovate properties. I want to. I go the extra mile with all my properties, even if they're rented properties. Now you know the the guy I was with yesterday. He was like, "Well, they come in and they trash the property anyway." I go, first of all, they may or they may not trash the property, but I'm going to tell you the they they have a tendency to trash it less if it's nicer when they rent it. And you let them know, look how nice it is. I like this. This is where I want it back. Now is it going to happen? It's going to happen. Huh. I finally had in 38 years. 38 years of running properties, I finally had someone take a sledgehammer to the property. It, it's the first time it's ever happened to me. It happened to me about six months ago. And here's the crazy part. I went to the insurance company and the insurance company covered it. So that actually made it nice because, you know, they I, I now had a new bathroom, I had a new uh, and a new kitchen, and I and the insurance company paid for it. So it was actually pretty cool. What
2: are you talking about? The one you had a flood with?
0: No, that was different. That was that was uh that was a different story. <laughs> that one might have insurance. What do you mean somebody took a sledgehammer to the, the that tenant mean? moved out? The tenant was being evicted, and they took a sledgehammer to it on the last day that they were there. So we 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 uh, you know we filed a police report. The, the police are after them. If they find them, they will definitely be uh, put in jail because that's that's absolute vandalism. But the insurance company covered it, so it was okay with me. I actually it actually turned out to be good for me. I mean, it was annoying, but it turned out to be good for me. But it's the first time it's ever happened to me now in 38 years.
3: Well, I got a question. Sure. Is that the property that you were most enhanced, or you have another story where you most? No, enhanced? I,
0: I enhanced every one of my properties. So that property was enhanced. That property was was made gorgeous before. So here, so so it was kind of interesting because that property, that specific property, we actually saved the cabinets when we when we we did the kitchen but now I had an opportunity to redo the kitchen again and put new cabinets in. Mm. So it was actually lucky, I mean I wasn't lucky, it's always bad when something like that happens, but it turned out to be a good thing because the, the insurance company covered it. Now when I, when I do it, when I make a property, I make them look really, really nice and I make them look great because here's my thought, my thought is I wanna be able to sell this property in a hurry. If I ever have to sell a property, I wanna be able to sell it in a hurry. Now I don't sell properties, I like to buy them, hold them and my goal is to keep them and give them to my kids when I'm gone because cuz look I'm 50 I'm 58 now I can't remember I think I'm 57 I don't even know how old I am anymore I think I'm 57 years old now and I don't want to be in a situation where where you know where I have no money for retirement I don't I didn't I don't have I didn't work for a union company where I get you know a $50,000 a year retirement I get whatever I create is what I get so I'll be getting money from my properties for the rest of my life so I want to keep my properties forever
2: well, I do it a little bit differently. Like, uh, I like to enhance my properties as well. However, if you have a long-term tenant who's living in a property and they say to you, oh, um, we really need a new kitchen. Our kitchen is, is falling apart. That's a difficult thing to do when yeah. somebody's
0: living there. I did that one time, and I'll never do it again. Right,
2: I agree. So I don't do that. Yeah. I would tell a tenant, hey, I got another property you can move into, and and then that would allow me to go in and enhance the existing property. And the beauty of that is the next tenant that comes in is gonna pay a premium for the brand new kitchen so I can at least recoup maybe half of the money that I'm going to get from the cost of, if I spend 10,000 on a new kitchen, I might be able to get 5,000 more in rent in that first year because of the fact that it has a new kitchen. So I don't like to do, I typically, when I have a vacant property, I will always do a bathroom or a kitchen or something that really needs to be done, whatever really needs to be done. But doing a major renovation to a tenant's property while they're still living there just doesn't
0: work. Yeah, I made that mistake <clears throat> a couple of years ago. I renovated a property with a tenant in there and it was disaster. You know, the, 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 habit, the, the bathroom needed work And there was two ways to fix it. One was the cheapy, fixy way, and the other one was to renovate the bathroom, completely renovate the bathroom. And it was a one-bathroom unit, and I spoke to the contractor and said, look, how could you make this work? And he said he could do it. I spoke to the tenant. The tenant said, I'll I'll be more than happy to do it because I'll get a new bathroom out of it. And it was, I mean, the guy's calling, he's crying. I uh, they told me to, I, they had to turn the water off. I'm like, I, I know. That's what I said to you. That's why I said I didn't want to do it. So I'll never do it again. It was a mistake.
2: Well, I think it's time for the stock option sultan.
0: You think so, huh? Uh-oh. The stock option, well, we already talked about two of my picks. Hmm. But here you go. So when you come to, to investor schooling, you're going to find out all about the stock option sultan. And you're going to get to hear this song. Stock option sultan.
3: <laughs>
0: hey, you got to ask you, Pedro. Is the Stock Option Sultan segment the funniest thing you've ever heard? Oh, man. I, it's hysterical, right? Definitely. So, yeah, if you guys want to go to Investorschooling.com, you get to see that. it be a lot of fun. Oh, wait, you know what? You want to take this call and then and, and bypass the Stock Option Sultan? Sure. Let's All right, go let's on. get Joe. Joe, what's know. going on, man? T- talk to me. How's it going, Joe?
1: Hi, guys. How you doing? All right. I had a question you about... You got to talk about fast, uh, man. Okay, good. I had a question about hard money lending. Okay. What is it? Um, well, I've actually done some private investing, but I'm looking to um, now do some pur- some purchases on my own with hard money. And I'm just trying to figure out um, wh- what, where can they actually nickel and dime you on, on a hard money loan? I get the points. I get the percentages and things of that nature. But where can they actually nickel and dime you? Is it the, the closing so
0: here's where they're going to nickel and dime you. If you make a mistake on your end and you don't make profit, because if you borrow money from a hard money lender and you make a profit, what do you care? I, I got
1: gotcha. you. I'm from New York and I, you know, I, I always see, you know, everybody's around trying to get a hustle on you. So, you know,
0: I let everybody make money. I let my wholesalers make money. I let my hard money lenders make money. I let my account make money. I let everybody make money. As long as I make money, I don't care. So it doesn't matter to me.
1: Oh no, I'm, I'm all for that as well. But I don't want to be taken advantage of. You know what I mean? But is there a specific way that they can take advantage of you? Well,
0: they they, they disclose everything before beforehand, and then that should all be on the on the uh, closing statement, the, the HUD one. And you take a look at it, make sure right. that everything that they said is the truth. That I, that's, that's really all you can do. I mean, they're not gonna they're not gonna charge you more than they said they were. They're gonna charge you whatever a point a month then it's going to be a point a month if they're going to charge you 4 points up front it's going to be 4 points up front you know Phil and I we do we, we rarely use hard money but when we do we we understand what we're getting into
1: right is it the lawyer's fees or anything like that that they could charge you extra astronomical ex- amount or
0: they could charge you whatever they want to charge you they just need to disclose it up front so and if they always they disclose it and you agree to it you're in but don't ever make the mistake, Joe. Don't ever make the mistake of thinking you're not going to make money because they charge you more money. I mean, if you're talking about they charge you an extra 500 bucks because you made a mistake and didn't realize it's 500 bucks, and that's going to hurt your profit, you got a major problem in your deal already. So, so I'm not worried about making, <laughs> losing or making 500 bucks. I mean, if I'm making 50 grand in the deal, then uh, you know I don't care if I have to pay them an extra 500 bucks. But we got to run, Joe. And go to investorschooling.com and get in a free class tonight. And you, a free class, and you could actually. Learn more about this. All right, I gotta go to the stock options real quick. So I'm gonna tell you right now, Zoom is definitely a play. Zoom is a play because it's just a play. I mean, unfortunately, it's earnings tomorrow and if we don't get it if we don't get if Phil and I don't get it tomorrow we're, we're going to lose money on that play, and that's just the way it is. I still like Merck. I think Merck's an awesome play. Definitely. Yeah, and, and Pedro Pedro picked it, so it's an awesome play. I mean, we know if he made 40, $42,000, then that means that it's got to be a perfect play. So I like it too. Um, I also like... Believe it or not, I actually like J&J as a put. Now, it actually just went down a little bit. But I like J&J as a put because this whole coronavirus stuff, it's over. You know, it's already done. Everybody got the vaccine. It's fine. It's done. Now there's no good news coming. It's time to go. Also, the spy is a good put right now because I think in the next two weeks we're going to have a little more turmoil. And you can get out. You can make a little bit of money. And then that's it. But you got to be careful on puts because they're dangerous. Sometimes they don't make us as much money and we get greedy on them. All right, Phil, it's on you. All right, we want to thank our producer,
2: John Cole, for helping us out today. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor on this show, email us, info at investorschooling.com, info at investorschooling.com, or you can just call us because we answer this phone all the time. It's 855-939-1137, 855-939-1137. If you're interested in being... A sponsor on this show. It's a great place to advertise if you want to get to real estate investors. Say you're a mortgage broker. Real estate investors buy 10 houses a year. Wouldn't you want to work with them instead of somebody who, who's a first time home buyer? Anyway, investor schooling. We will be here Thursday night at 7 p.m. and you are invited. The address is 108 Corporate Drive in Langhorne, PA. All you have to do is go to investorschooling.com and sign up for a free class Thursday night at 7 o'clock. We are out of here.